For all the saints who from their labors rest, thy name, O Jesus, be forever blessed. Amen. Good morning and welcome to All Saints Sunday at Trinity. Our opening prayer today, the collect of the day, began with these words. Almighty God, you have knit together your elect in one communion and fellowship. Your elect. I always notice that word, elect. Interesting, it's our prayer two days before our national election. The word is a curious one because in the sense of the prayer, it's actually a noun describing a body of people, the elect. Are these somehow people like those on the TV show Project Runway where the model Heidi Klum always says, one day you are in and the next day you are out? (laughs) Or could these, maybe, be those who in the ideas of Reformation theologian John Calvin imagined were people who are chosen, in his ideas, who are elected, effectually called unto faith in Christ by his Spirit, working in due season, are justified, adopted, sanctified, and kept by his power through faith unto salvation. Neither are any other redeemed by Christ, effectually called, justified, adopted, sanctified, and saved, but the elect only. Yikes. I don't like that language. (laughs) This way of thinking about God's election makes human beings know a whole lot more about God than we actually do. In deciding who is in and who is out, we get ourselves into all sorts of trouble about what is sacred and what is not. We like to somehow deem things as profane instead of trying to see the belovedness in all of God's creation. More about that in a few. We do such a good job of either keeping in or keeping out. Sometimes, even when we think that we're doing the right thing. In the ancient world, especially in the worship practices of the temple in Jerusalem during the time of Jesus... Animals would be sacrificed as offerings to God in such a way that their blood was used as a symbol of offering of the life force. Blood, an offering of that life force for God, the author of life, to forgive sins. This was considered a sacred act. But the animal that was offered, other than the blood... Much of the rest was removed from the temple property and burned because it was considered unclean, profane, not sacred. One part was in, but the other part was out. Then we can see the same kind of judgment with Jesus on the cross. When he is buried, he is buried in an unconsecrated grave, in a tomb outside the city. He is a crucified man, buried outside the city, unclean, disgraced, deemed not sacred. 
But God has a way of writing the wrongs of our decisions. In fact, God has a way of turning things upside down completely because we only have to see how Christ, by his cross and resurrection, turns the profane, the unclean, the discarded, into something sacred. As Christians, we believe that Christ died and rose again where he eventually ascended into heaven, as John's gospel tells us, he goes to prepare a place for you. What was deemed by humans as profane, as unclean, as unworthy, is deemed by God as beloved, redeemed, worthy, glorified. Even where Jesus was buried, in a tomb, unconsecrated, set outside the city walls. Nowadays, that very same tomb is in the very center of all of Jerusalem, inside the city's old walls, right in the middle of the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, which is that church in that window, right in the middle of the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, inside the city, as the holiest site in all of Christianity. The place that was considered marked for rejection now is the pinnacle of God's inclusion of humankind in our common salvation story. Oh, but there's more. Our own Trinity Cathedral, our history, even falls into this type of thinking. When the land of our current church was chosen around the year 1912... There was almost nothing around here at all, and nothing at all to the north of us. There was no city to the north. We were at the far fringe of what was known as Phoenix. Now, before Trinity had existed downtown near Jefferson and Fifth Avenue, and so to move it up here was absolutely ludicrous. It was too far away. And so when on Christmas Eve in 1920, when the new Trinity Cathedral Church was opened, it was known as Bishop Atwood's folly. How could such a holy place be so far out of town? But here we are. In the very middle now of one of the largest metropolitan areas in the United States. In the geographic center of all Phoenix no longer on the fringe, on the out, but rather in the middle to see the possibilities for ministry all around us, north, south, east, west. What was considered ludicrous is now considered ideal. What was considered irresponsible is now a community with tremendous responsibility for the well-being of the people of Phoenix. God, in essence, is a God that elects, a God that includes, a God that welcomes and needs us to elect others and incorporate them into the saints of God. A tall task especially on the eve of a major national election, one that has people highly emotional and highly charged. 
Jim Wallace, Pastor Jim Wallace of the anti-poverty think tank Sojourners, thinks I should remind all of us of basic Christian principles and preach the gospel to you. Okay, so here it goes. Jesus loves you a lot, more than you will ever know. And we are called to love God in a way that Jesus teaches us to love God. And we are called to love our neighbors as ourselves in ways that Jesus teaches us to love our neighbors as ourselves. This love is a gift, freely given. It's a free gift for you, and it's a free gift for me. It's the best thing that has ever happened to the world. And we get to participate in God's great work of taking the things that are cast away and instead we get to include them. We get to empower them. We get to bless them with our love. Doing things like blessing the poor. Giving power to those who have little and showing them, showing them the possibilities and helping people create opportunities for themselves to be fully participatory in society. Blessing the hungry and feeding them and figuring out ways so that they'll never be hungry again. Blessing those who are sad, who weep, who mourn, and helping them rediscover the joy of life, but at the same time, empathizing with them and giving them safety, community, solace, and a safe space to do this work. And blessing on those who are victims, who are the people that other people hate. Blessing those who fall victim to racism, misogyny, homophobia, who are victims of crime, who are forgotten by us, or maybe even forgotten by their families, even to the point of blessing those who hurt us deeply and show us no respect. We are called to be blessers. As Jesus said, love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. And at the end of it all, be an advocate for the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. This is how we honor Christ. This is how we love God fully, by engaging with this level of work every day of our lives. It isn't easy, but it will give us life. It will give us new communities of love literally popping up all around our city. And it will most importantly give us great power. It will give us power to be children of God, the saints of God, to do God's work of finding the unincluded, the ones that society has profaned, the ones that have been deemed not holy, and telling them that they can and must be a part of this, that they can and must know how loved they are by God and by our community. The love of Christ calls you and me to be saints of God who seek out and include new saints into the household of God. Project Runway might say that one day you are in and the next day you are out. And John Calvin might have worried about God choosing some and maybe not others. But you know, 
Calvin's main resource, St. Augustine, who wrote about a thousand years earlier, already figured out that when God elects, God chooses what God has created. And when God elects out of his creation, a creation made out of pure delight and love, God's election is only fully complete when everything can be elected. Jesus came to earth for us to connect directly with the presence of God's divine love, with God's heart. And God created the world out of sheer delight and love. And so today, as saints of God, we are celebrating that love with all the saints, those gone before, us now, and all who will ever be. As the people of Trinity... We accept the responsibility we are given when we proclaim that we are welcoming all to be transformed in Christ through worship, fellowship, and service. Our mission is set. The love that we're given is real. God is inviting saints and it is asking you as one of his saints to go and be a saint of God today, right now. And for, the, and for every day of your life. In the end of it all, we know how the story ends. In the end, God wins, and so do we. So go. Go live into your call to be one of God's elect, a saint. Go and draw others to God's never-ending presence of love. Go, brother saint. Go, sister saint, today and every day, go from where you are and be a saint of God.